the Between Two Lines podcast, talking about performance, life and everything in between. Featuring your hosts, Johnny Stahl and Ash Hamilton. Welcome to the Between Two Lines podcast, talking about life, performance and everything in between. I actually think I fucked that up. Should be performance, life, but anyway. Um, and stories in between. So I got a little story for you to start. Um, in 2019, I was hiking in Peru, did a five-day trek to Machu Picchu, and I met a Dutch guy on my tour. And he's become one of my really good mates now, and he's joining me today on the podcast. And he's actually become my accountability buddy, as we call it. So his name's Jesse, um, Jesse van Bruegel. I've probably butchered the name. I've got him still as... I think it's a really good attempt first try. Okay, I still got you as Jesse van Salkantai in my, in my phone. <laughs> I don't know if you know that from, because the trek we did was called the Salkantai trek. And, um, and yes, yeah, so he's become my, we, we sort of keep each other accountable. We catch up weekly online. He's based in Costa Rica at the moment, um, become a digital nomad. So we've both dive deep into the self-employment self-employment yeah okay i thought i said that wrong into self-employment and um so he's he's become a personal branding coach does also some writing in the background he's got a really really interesting story and i'm super super pumped to have him on because he's one of my best mates and because we're basically kind of doing our, our our journeys together in a way obviously very much our own journeys very different industries but we're kind of helping each other along the way and giving each other a bit of a smack on the ass when uh, the other one's not, not keeping in line. So my boy, give us a little rundown about yourself, maybe your, your recent history, um, perhaps even you know, moving as you transition from, from employment to, to self-employment and also what your plans are just in terms of you know, being the nomad you are in Costa Rica. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks for the, for the brief introduction, John Boyd. That's how he called me my phone still. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how we, uh, how we, uh, yeah, how we run into each other in this, uh, on this five day hike in Machu Picchu. Still one of the best trips, uh, like the five day hike, one of the best trips I've made so far. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's fun to see how this, uh, how this, this, this meeting then evolves in the accountability partnership we have right now, both building our own businesses and just supporting each other along the way. So yeah, a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is actually Jesse van Bruegel, but okay. I think you made a very good, very good first attempt being a non-native Dutch speaker. So yeah, uh, originally from Amsterdam, but uh, kind of decided to become a digital nomad in the beginning of 2021, so almost a year ago. Um, before that, I always loved traveling, uh, but by quitting my job in 2020 and becoming self-employed, I was like, okay, now I can actually work and, uh, and travel together. I do have to say that uh, digital nomad is definitely something else than traveling, but that's uh, still a journey to, to uh, figure out like every day. So uh, yeah, a bit of, I would say, the backstory for myself. So you touched a little bit on the things I currently do, uh, writing and personal branding, but um, it kind of came to me by uh, putting out my content first. So when I quit my job in the midst of 2020, I had literally no idea what to wanted to do. I just quit my job because I wasn't happy in working from my bedroom during the, the midst of this pandemic. Uh, and I was like, okay, I want to build something for myself. I don't know what. So I started a consultancy business in customer service. But after four weeks, I was like, uh, I don't know why I started it because it was basically trying to reproduce my current or my, my last employed job. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I think it me too. Like so long ago for us. I, I totally know. Forgot about and, it, 
<laughs> it, it was just a, a brain fart. So I, I started, I, I was, I would say arrogant and naive at the same time to think that I could do the job I was paid to do for myself, just without the whole company structure in place. So I had literally no idea what, what problem I was solving. So after four weeks, I was miserable. I was like, okay, this is not going to happen. Uh, decided to start writing on Medium. And in the beginning, I wrote about everything, like entrepreneurship, digital marketing, mindfulness, uh, freelancing, online writing. And I would say it took till uh, December of that year, so December 2020, that I posted my first article on personal branding. And the, re the, I would say the, the responses I got were pretty interesting because people told me that that article made them aware of their own personal brand and they started to work on it. And that made me realize that all the content I had been pushing for a, the, 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 the previous six months actually aided my personal brand. So people start to see me as a authority within my certain field. So knowing that, uh, I just dove into personal branding, uh, yeah, really deep from like the, the beginning of 2021. And yeah, it, it basically formed my, I would say my whole business existence, but because I'm self-employed and just running the, the business by myself, I am the business as well. So I would say my personal brand uh, became so essential for, for my business, for my entrepreneurship and to build a lifestyle around the, the brand I'm building. Uh, and yeah, the thing is that I'm so passionate about it that my personal brand is actually about helping other creators build a third personal brand that can be turned into money because I've seen how many opportunities came my way. Like people want to get away, want to work together with you uh, because uh, you, you, you stand for like a certain like credibility and trust. So I think that's, uh, that's really powerful. Uh, and yeah, I've seen how, like I said, like how much impact it had made for myself. Um, so yeah, long story short, now I'm here still and, uh, and you, um, yeah, so I would say that's uh, that's it for now. Awesome. Those, what's going on in the background? Is there like a spiritual dog ceremony or something? <laughs> I don't know if you could hear them. Um, yeah, that, that's why I was <laughs> that's why I was a bit uh, distracted at the la at the last point of my answer. I was like trying to <laughs> oh, tell good. my room roommate to turn the music down. I think it's a neighbor. Oh, I don't good. know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, so, it's yeah, oh good man. It. it sounds yeah, it sounds funny. Like in a way the the idea that you're, you're building a personal brand, which is to help others with their personal brand. But obviously I, I know the backstory and, and we've kind of, um, we, we've delved deeply into this and hopefully this, this will just end up like one of our, our weekly chats. That's, I'd love nothing more, but it's um, obviously, I guess like a lot of opportunities arise with, let, let's say just, you know, sort of being, being self-employed, you know, working online, you can essentially work from anywhere, sort of gotten you to quite literally where you are right now. Um, in Central America. And I'd be curious to hear from your side. I know we've spoken a lot about this and sometimes it doesn't look like that just depending on the state of mind, but what what possibilities and, and opportunities do you foresee within that lifestyle? Obviously it's a massive risk and it's it's super uncomfortable and it's, it's, it's not sunshine and roses like people think, but I'd like to think that you're over that hump. I know that, you know, you've done some really, really high quality work, particularly in the last few months and you're starting to, to like, yeah, reap the fruits of your labor, so to say. So how do you find the, the benefits, the possibilities, the options that come with what you're doing? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's a great question. And it kind of, I would say, uh, summarizes the, the journey I've been on the last almost a year. Because in the beginning, I didn't saw it as digital nomad. And I would say it was still like traveling and trying to work. But that, but that, that didn't lead to my best work because it's really hard to be always on the move and to have like certain like instability but it's also hard to have client calls and to have like like uh, like like professional calls if you're always on the move and not really in a stable environment. So I would say at Q3 last year, so September October, uh, I was in a I would say less uh, I was in a more stable place because I I was working from one location and then I was like okay this is actually I need to have a more foundation to get uh, to to get my quality work out. So. Currently, uh, this is my second my second stay in Costa Rica, and now I'm approaching it much more from okay, yes, I'm living here as an expat, but I'm just building a lifestyle here. So it's not only it's not about traveling anymore, but it's like okay, I need to have certain uh, stable factors, like in a good apartment, a good Wi-Fi, just a good like I have I I had to put constraints in, in in place for myself to make sure that I could deliver my best work possible, uh, because such as. Uh, I would say a um, a productive morning routine is essential for me. So I'm a true early bird. So I like to wake up around five, do my meditation, do my visualization, my breath work, and then start working around like six-ish till I would say till one at least. Uh, so then I need, I, I need to block that out and not do anything else because I know that my productivity in a country that's really hot is is decreasing the, the, the fact that it's get hot effect during the day. So I didn't do that as as uh, frantically as I do it right now. So then I was just more like opening up my laptop whenever I thought it was needed. But that's good to I would say like do some freelancing work, but not to build the business that I want to build this year because I want to grow to like a sustainable online business that sustains my lifestyle. Uh, yeah. So then I was like just figuring it out. Like, okay, it's actually back to the basic. Like cut all the things and yeah, to like like I said, like instead of trying to travel more like okay i just picked this location to live from and i think that's more of the mindset i'm currently in so yes i'm currently in costa rica but if in a couple of months i want to go to a different spot i will pick a spot and then like okay i'm going to work from that this place at least for a couple of months because that allows me to integrate in i would say the local community but just to have like a stable form of just getting my work done and all, all my things out instead of trying to move all the time because i've seen uh you, First of all, you don't really enjoy the traveling because you got this voice in your head like, ah, oh, you need to do this, this, and this. And secondly, you can't produce your, your highest output work. So I think it's definitely, it's gonna be a challenge for me to also take holidays from this lifestyle because every day I wake up like basically in paradise. I'm like, okay, I also <laughs> need, to, need to schedule some, uh, some vacation time, but I think uh, that will come uh, due time. The irony of a vacation back to Holland in winter. Uh, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't say back to Holland, but there are so many good places here around. Yeah, you can come back to Berlin. Yes, he, yes, he was here with me. He stayed with me in Berlin about, it's already three months ago, actually, isn't it? Uh, time so flies. I'd, I'd love a crash course in personal branding, if possible. And by that, I mean, you know, like obviously certain content gets particular outcomes. Personal branding is correct me if I'm wrong, essentially content, you know, like in, in the broadest term, it is delivering content. And that could be 
you know, posting that could be delivering actual like free content, paid content, um, live, live videos or, or webinars, anything really. So yeah, as I said, you know, in, in a few minutes or so, is it possible to get sort of a crash course on personal branding or, or to summarize it, maybe like the ins and outs and, and a few key, key foundations of what, what makes good personal branding? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Uh, so first of all, I think personal branding is kind of as a negative connotation because everyone thinks already like about influencers and all kinds of like, like big stars or celebrities. But I, I used to, or I used to reframe it as like your personal credibility or your online reputation. So every one of us has a personal brand because whether you like it or not, people have a certain perception of you. And I think especially if you're building a, 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 a business by yourself, you you wanna you wanna you wanna have as much impact on the perception people have of you of your business, and I think the personal brand is really like essential to that because you're basically shaping uh, the persona you can be online. I think that's a beautiful thing. Uh, so yeah, a, it, a personal brand, as it say, is is highly personal, and I think it all comes down. People often skip this part, but it's to truly understand yourself, like what what makes you tick, like what are the things that you're passionate about, what are the things you're interested in. What are the things that you actually have results in? What are the things that just just dive in those things? What are the things you you think about when you're like waiting in line in a supermarket? All those things. It's really about understanding yourself first before you can go out and try to make the world a better place. I would say secondly is taking in position because the firm the firm I take position like okay this is me this is where I stand for this is how I can help the world. The better my potential audience will understand me because. I like to say that if you confuse your audience, you lose because if a confused audience just, just walks away because then you lost their attention and they've got to like get their dopamine hit or their, their piece of piece of information, they get it somewhere else. And then I would say thirdly, I think it's, it's too big of a step, but it's definitely the content creation that you already talked about. So yes, you understand yourself. Okay, now you're gonna position yourself. Okay, this is the authority or this is the, 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 the brand I want to build. But you only get there by putting stuff out because no one, nobody's come to you like, hey, I saw that you, you, you are an authority without this, but there's no content. That's not how the internet works anymore. So you have to put yourself out there and to solve a problem for your potential audience. Uh, and I think that's basically what personal branding is. It's, it's solving an audience, uh, sort of solving a problem for your audience from your own personality. Those dogs have rattled you. <laughs> I can tell they rattled you at the end. We should just, we should just give them a headset and, and a couple of Samson mics and get them on the pod. Um, no, all good. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, the, the world has gone so digital and, and the, I would say the vast majority of companies are digital brands, are digital companies in one way or another. And, you know, we talk about ourselves both being self-employed, Ash, um, who I do with whom I do the podcast. He's also self-employed. And so we also have these, these chats and I speak to more and more people who have taken that, that road or taken the punt to do their own thing. And, you know, I'd say the, the majority have a better life for that or perceived at least. And it's so interesting though, to, because it's, it's really not easy. It's, it's really easy to follow the crowd, which is what people probably shouldn't do because, you know, everyone's a unique soul. And I think it's actually deceptively hard to let out that uniqueness because, you know, people kind of don't want to stand out ironically, because I think the more you stand out, 
the better you'll be probably because you're letting your own unique brand out, right? Which is attractive um, and hopefully for most people. So do you have any tips on, on the content? Let's say not content creation side, but just content in general or delivery, like putting yourself out there. Just, you know, when, you, when you're trying to attract people or you're actually just putting out your brand more or less in pictures, posts, words, do you have any, you know, real key tips on, on how people can better do that? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question and definitely a question people in the beginning of their journey struggle with because they compare themselves to people that already have everything from the outside figured out. The devil. And they're like, yeah, and they're like, ah, I, I can't really do that. Plus, they're scared of like putting themselves in the light because if you step up, then you take, you, you take the risk that people can criticize you. But on the other end, uh, the people that do will actually grow to like a different level. So I would say a really key, almost man, mantra for myself uh, that I, I hold dear to myself, but also like to help other people with is give the advice you needed to hear six months ago. Like create that piece of content that you needed to hear six months ago or 12 months ago or two weeks ago, like be that person you once needed because I think we all, we, we underestimate the, the impact we can have on people that are like a couple of steps behind us in the journey. The same way as that we learn from people that are a couple of steps ahead of us. So start small, like just, just if you want to like dip, uh, dip your toes into like content creation, just think of the things that, that, that makes you uh, excited, makes you interested, you're passionate about and like, okay, what is something that I wish I knew X amount of time ago and then just create that piece of content. That could be a video, that could be a, a, a podcast, that could be a blog article. Like, as you said in the beginning, like I'm super big on Twitter. So for me, that will be like a tweet or a thread, like in the beginning, but just start to put the content out that you needed to hear back then. And yeah, what's the worst thing that can happen that nobody sees it? Yeah, okay, then you start over and start over again. But trust me, the moment you, 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 you hear this thing from, at least uh, even it's one person that it helped them overcome a certain obstacle or made them day better you were like okay this is good so there are basically no of course there are always like naysayers or people that post negative stuff but yeah that's that's feedback too and like i've been doing this for i would say 18 months now i think uh yeah close close to 18 19 months and i can't really recall the negative comments of the negative remarks i i got i did get them but i'm like yeah, I've seen them, I acknowledge them and whatever, but I'm going to say that the, the, the positive comments and stuff, those I can still like recall. So long story short, keep it with yourself. Don't try to be, be an expert that you are not like trying to write a really long form article about stuff you uh, read on the internet. No, just stay with yourself. What's the lesson you needed to hear like a couple of months ago? Start uh, share that piece of content because by that you're just keeping it personal as in the personal brand and it's relatable for people because it's not perfect and, and no other creator is ever like trying to be perfect. So I would say that's my uh, takeaway advice uh, to, to start uh, with content creation. That's amazing because that's, that's so like, I, I, I get really inspired by that actually. Um, maybe it doesn't sound like that with my tone, but I'm just deep in thought, but I, yeah, just, as you said that, like I, I was, I find that super inspiring because it's such an easy way to just get yourself back on track, isn't it? If you ever feel like unsure or low on confidence, or you're in that comparison kind of mode, 
like the easiest way to get out is just to maybe go, what would, what would Johnny or Yessie of two, three months ago, or six months ago, um, have, have seen as valuable information. I thought that's, yeah, it's really, really awesome. And then again, it's like, it's almost like we live on a spectrum, right? Like within our, our profession, you know, you've got that real expert status and you've got the real like beginner or novice status. And, you know, the vast majority of us for most of our lives or, or working lives, let's say are going to be somewhere along that spectrum rather than, you know, at, at, at one end. And I guess if you just look at yourself on that kind of proverbial spectrum and just work back a couple of steps and, and see who you can perhaps help, which is like the old you, the recent you. And the other thing is that's super fresh in your mind. So you're left, you know, you're not in doubt about what it was like, which is, which is brilliant. Uh, the next question I wanted to ask, and I guess this is sort of relating to it, is more specifically about deliberate content types or topics or um, what content you might deliver to achieve certain results or reframed question, probably better asked is, do you see specific outcomes based on certain types of content? So like in the fitness, let's say fitness performance rehab industry, I know it's quite different to yours, um, how you use Twitter a lot. We, you know, the vast majority of us don't. Instagram's the biggest hit. And then LinkedIn's kind of a bit, you know, hit and miss for a lot of people. But how, how do you see that? Like, do you see that, you know, some, some posts are just a bit shallow and superficial, but attract loads of likes or let's call them dopamine hits and some are a lot more valuable. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's an interesting question because there is not really, I would say from my perspective, not really a, fi a finite answer, uh, but it, it's good to know. I think that's, that's uh, overall, I would say that the, the North started, I'm always like having for myself, okay, keep the problem in mind that you're solving for your audience because then it becomes more clear what kind of content you need to put out. And I think c content has like diff have different like uh, purposes. Sometimes you want to put out content to get more exposure like, and that can be like seen as like views or, or, or likes. Sometimes you want to put out content that's focused on engagement because I think it's much more uh, valuable to have like a, a small audience of a hundred engaged people where 75% would buy something from you that having like a really big audience and like every post get like none results or none responses and no one would buy from you. So quality over quantity, that's definitely a thing. You've called, you've named uh, that something with me. You've called them like fans versus something else. Have you not? I'm sure we've spoken about this before. What, how, what yeah. were the two different terms? Uh, so yeah, I would, I would say, there is this funnel from like like visitors to your profile to followers to I would say almost friends, fans I would say and super fans. So I would say super fans is the holy grail. That that is basically people that adore your content and really feel this connection with your brand. So I often say like people come for the content, but they stay for the connection. And I think especially as 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 we are as solopreneurs in this digital space, we want to build a army of super fans because if we have a thousand people that buy our ten dollar monthly subscription we make 10 grand a month okay and that's not it's not undoable you're not selling a high-end product you only need to find a thousand people that are super com committed and dedicated to your work but you even like like scale up uh, the price of the program uh, and, and scale down the, the size of the, the people that you need so basically what i'm trying to say is that Focus on forming stronger connections with people instead of trying to go for the masses 
and, and, and then you end up with an audience that's like super generic and no one really feels a connection to the creator itself. So that's, I think for me, that all ties down to the personal brand because I connect with creators and I buy stuff from them because I feel a personal connection with them because they made the, I would say the extra effort to put themselves out there, to show personality, to show their fuck ups, all kinds of stuff for, for me to allow them to have form a connection. So I would say quality over quantity is definitely a thing. And yeah, to, to get back to your question about the, the, the types of content, I think they all serve a purpose, uh, but it, it definitely, uh, um, yeah, I would say it, it depends on the, on the problem you're solving at that specific time. So I think most of your content would be focused on creating awareness about the specific problem your audience might have. And a smaller amount of your pro of your content should be more like sales directed, like a call to action. It could be like subscribe to the email list or uh, subscribe to this or buy this, buy this. Because if you do too much of that, the self promotion, then your audience like ah, okay. Uh, because I I I wrote an article about this a couple, I would say a couple of months ago, and I told it something like your audience isn't the sales channel, so don't treat it as one. Because if you build an audience, like it's hard work. And then the moment you got like a couple of thousand followers, but every day you're gonna push your all your products, they will leave. They're like, okay, I'm not here to just be bombarded with sales stuff. So there should be a fine line between, yes, promoting the, the stuff you're working on because you believe it's something that could add value to the life of your audience. But I would say most of your content should be inspirational, educational, entertainment-wise. So I would say that's 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 a very long answer to your question. How do you think social media is used well and how do you think it's used poorly? Yeah, and it, um, a good question, but I, I think that, that that starts with yourself putting constraints in, in, in place. Uh, and what I mean with that is that you have to preserve your energy on social media yourself. So you have to be really rigor rigorous i think that's the word uh with the people you follow you want a people that you want to follow people that you either learn from uh you can teach something from or people that would buy something from you i would say that's a good three like a, like a good three elements to to decide who you're gonna follow because if you follow people that give you like lower energy or like bad vibes that's not productive for you either so the same yeah. way as you do, do that for yourself, you have to be one of these three persons for other people. Uh, so yeah, uh, as with everything in life, too much of something becomes negative. Uh, so yeah, if, if you build your brand, but you spend uh, nine hours a day on whatever platform you choose, that can be harmful. So yeah, make sure. Uh, and I think that, that that's the lesson that I, I learned the, the last uh, the last year is like at some 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 periods in the in the year I told myself that being on Twitter was working uh, and that's not really the case but now I'm more like okay I, I schedule my day more like okay now I'm creating content and now I'm actively engaging with my audience on the social media platform so I made it really clear that if I go to the social media platform it's to engage and to to build connections and to engage uh, and I try to limit the time I'm just like browse, browsing to it. Sometimes you need those moments too, because those were the moments that you most of the time get your, I would say, weird ideas, which are like, 
out of the comfort zone and like the, the good stuff. Uh, so yeah, I think social media, you should, you should put your own constraints in time. Otherwise you can absorb your, your day. Uh, and then suddenly you last like a couple of hours, which sometimes is good because it's just this mental distraction, but often you just have to, yeah, be strategic about it. Like, okay, how do I use it to build my business and to get a better brand? Yeah. It could become a, a slippery fucking slope, can't it? Like you can, yeah, just a one way as well going down. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, I have such a love hate relationship with social media. Like sometimes it, it really, it just irritates the fuck out of me. And sometimes I'm, I, I find it awesome because I, I learn heaps from it. Like I, Instagram is a great tool for learning. The challenge is, is, is knowing who to learn from and what to learn and what to take on and, and when to kind of, um, I don't want to say call bullshit. That is, that is exactly what not to do because I think it's, it's important to just see something, observe it, perhaps be a skeptic at first. And then just, but just accept it like that. It's, you know, someone's trying, someone's putting something out there. I think either just accepting everything as, as true or accepting everything as bullshit. I think they're the two, they're two really dangerous things as well, because you kind of end up in no man's land. But I, I also find that, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about, it's largely about a mentality with social media, isn't it? And that's where those constraints, as you said, can be so valuable because I was actually speaking to my girlfriend about this, like social media is essentially part of our work whether we want it to be or not. And so our attitude towards social media is also really important. And I guess that's exactly what you've touched on is like, do you go there to scroll and to, I don't know, just distract yourself? Do you go there to learn about how other people do it? You know, how, how other people perhaps do it better than us that are maybe that two steps ahead or a couple of months ahead. And yeah, it's, it's that, that mentality switch, as she said to me, I just found that really, really profound. Um, I would like to ask you another question more specifically related to, I guess the, let's say the fitness industry and coaches and therapists. Do you have any tips in terms of personal branding in that sense? Because again, like that, that's where we go into that influence of territory a little bit or, or can, and it's, it's not easy to differentiate yourself. And it's also not easy to, to be your unique self. And it's also very difficult to actually get seen. So do you have any specific tips on how to go about that, how to navigate that? Yeah, uh, I think that's a, that's a very useful question. And I believe that the, the, the fundamentals of personal branding are, are, are applicable to any, any industry. Uh, and especially within the, the fitness industry, I think it's even more interesting because what we will call like influencers and, 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 and especially on Instagram, like I would say most of their personal brand consists of their body, which is of course earned, but it's, it's a different way as how I view the personal brand, but still it's a personal brand because people vibe with that certain body and that becomes them, that becomes their product almost. But I would say more into the, the fitness and, and I would say the, the, the rehabilitation and the, and the strength work, I think it's essential for everyone that wants to build a brand or a business for him or herself is to really understand what the big problem is you're solving. Because if you can focus on that problem, like, okay, I'm solving this problem for these kind of people, then you have this, 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 this dot on the horizon, which you can work towards to, because then it becomes easier to know how you have to position yourself because 
specificity is key. Uh, remember the, the example I gave earlier is like, okay, you can better have like an engaged audience than a really generic audience. And I think that's the same thing with trying to build a brand at the beginning in the fitness industry. So start with solving a smaller problem for a smaller group of people. Uh, I know that we talked about uh, your, your example in the beginning, like, okay, if you focus on running rehabilitation for, for athletes, okay, try to become known in that one. So, so work with the people that are in that brand. Mm -hmm. And I would say the one, the moment you are known for certain things, then you can start thinking about like, okay, perhaps I want to work with CrossFitters or I want to prep people that are starting to work, uh, starting to, or, uh, or want to do a powerlifting contest. But in the beginning, I would say specificity is definitely key because uh, you want to like differentiate yourself from the competition by solving one problem at first. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. It's just, it, it can be a, a hard online world to navigate, I think. And the hardest thing is, is there's so many awesome professionals out there that I don't want to say they don't get the credit they deserve, but you get what I'm saying. Like they just don't get seen as much as they should. And it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like there's so many people that can be successful and, but it's interesting, I guess part of it's also about like the effort you put into it. You do reap the rewards that way. I mean, you look at a, a lot of influencers or those that have massive followings, you know, they have largely earned them. So yeah, it's, it's hard to give, you know, an ironclad, like do this and you will be successful in six months, but the guidelines are absolutely helpful. How, how do you see the influence escape? Obviously there's a certain relevance to it. Do you think it's sort of gotten out of hand? Um, I guess you, you also work in a slightly different domain, right? But I, I'm sure you see enough of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, it, it is something to be, let's say conscious of that it's happening. And, and, and as you said, like, as we're talking about the big, big influencers, they are big influencers because they put in, I, w I don't know how much time and how much effort and, and, and all kinds of stuff. So it's definitely not given. It's, I think, social media is, is all earned and because the, the times that you could buy followers and build something, I think that's uh, pretty far in the past, but I might be wrong. I don't buy followers. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it could definitely, it is definitely an issue for like the younger generation because it's basically all they see. And especially to have like Instagram and LinkedIn, if you look at those platforms, it looks like everyone is having success everyone is making it and everyone on there is just having this and that and making millions and doing that, that, that. So I think it's almost a more societal thing that we need to educate people that there is also this, this shadow side and all the people that don't make it to this influencer state or creator state. Uh, and what I've seen with, I would say to, to touch back on, on content a bit is like, uh, I like to read more about the fuck ups of like successful startup people than it is that how they made their first million in, in 12 months, because those stories are like everywhere, but it's more interesting to me to read about like the, the seven businesses they fucked up before. It's more inspirational for me because it more connects me like, okay, you're not only talking about the good things, but you're also sharing vulnerable stuff about how you just made the worst decision ever. So I think uh, that that's why I, can, that's why I would say, no, I'm not going to go that route. It's like, um, 
yes, it's good to just put content in space. Yeah, I want to go like the difference between Instagram on and Twitter, for example. But yeah, go on, uh, go on, go down that, go down those roads. Let's see where they where they fork. Interesting. Yeah. So basically, the thing I want to say about Instagram is like it's like a a, a good moment collection, <laughs> like all the stories. If you browse through your stories, it's basically everyone having the best day of their life, which is kind of true because everyone, like most of the time, like shares all the good moments. It's good because if you go to your own archive, you're like, ah, oh, I have such a, I had such a good moment, you can feel a lot of gratitude if you're in that position. Uh, whilst on Twitter, for this, this specific example, like I said, it's more of the fuck-ups, more of the, 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 the lessons learned, the more of the, of course, it's also the achievements, but much more of like, both sides of the coin. Uh, but then I would say that the final point I want to make about like the difference between these platforms is that the platform itself doesn't really matter. Like it's all about the problem you're trying to solve for who. So it's all about strategy first. And at some point you will know which platform is for, the right for you. So I think that's what we talked about in the beginning. So for you guys, it's mainly Instagram because you're doing a lot of like visual content and, and videos and, and pictures and, and, and engaging that way. For me, it's most of my brand is built around writing. Okay, then it's easier because no one reads a caption on Instagram. People write like long form captions, no one reads it. Just to stop doing that. So <laughs> if you, yeah, it just, it's it just people just scroll for like the visual dopamine hit, like, okay, I like this double tap and just don't read anything else. So you don't go to Instagram to read stuff. It's the like a, it's like a do it's like a dopamine cortisol spectrum, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. So like I always said, like, okay, focus with uh, the problem you first want to solve, then look at your skills, uh, uh, look at your skills, look at the format you're interested in. Like, I know that I'm a better writer than I'm like a, a visual guy. So for me, it would take more effort to create daily visual content than it is for me to write. I can write every day. So for me, that's basically how I built my brand. Uh, but as, when I coach people, I'm like, hey, stick to something that you're naturally good at because you want to operate from a position of strength because you're already doing something that's highly uncomfortable. So why do you want to do that? Plus learn a new skill, learn a new skill can, uh, can come later. So the moment I've got like, let's say like a year from now, a stable personal brand based on writing, I can dive into audio. I can dive into video, but the need to be, I would say a, a certain level of, of foundation. Uh, because in the beginning, people try to do everything at once and that often doesn't end up well. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I've been uh, there too, but that's, I would say, lesson learned. We've spoken about this as well. Like it's, it's really hard these days because you've got, you know, if you think of, I guess, a lot of what the health and fitness industry is looking at, you've, you've got that real visual bias side, like, yeah, the visual bias. And so you've got Instagram, Facebook. Let's throw LinkedIn in there. Um, then we've got YouTube. Twitter's like, I guess there, it's perhaps a, a little bit less there. And then now TikTok's taken over and you're just like, fuck, how do we, how do we manage this? And then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're, you're a social media manager for your own business. <laughs> like, and you, you're doing that for 30 hours a week. Um, a little bit of a segue, but I think it's a shame that you're, you're not into the visual game. I just have these flashbacks. Not that anyone probably cares, but when we're on the trek, so Jesse's got some nice 
Um, he's got a few tattoos on his arms and he, he, he likes to throw weights around. So he's, he's, he's in pretty good shape. He's kind of got a bit of like a, you used to do bodybuilding, didn't you? Or shape competitions. And I remember one time we were on this cash, we had to do this 10 kilometer walk from one point to the next point on day four. It was like 10 kilometers, but it took somehow like three hours and it was getting dark and everything. I was listening to just some kind of like, I don't know, chilled out music. And I had a, I stopped, had to listen to his headphones. He gave me one of his, his earpieces and he's listening to the hardest techno ever in, 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 in a moment that just did not fit at all. It's like, what the hell's wrong with you? He's like, yeah, this is my vibe, man. This is what I always hiked. I was like, we're just two totally different people. And I guess it's shown with our Twitter and Instagram bias to say. Um, so I, let, let's wrap it up with a, a nice, a nice juicy summary. I think it's pretty clear that, you know, it's all about solving a problem predominantly. And I think that's a very, very key foundation. The second thing you made was, you know, obviously being, being personal to yourself and, and really trying to get that out there. What else would you recommend or, you know, I guess, how else would you summarize the last 45 minutes to get some real, just like quick, quick, actionable takeaways where people can go, oh yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to go do that now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the, besides the two, the, the two uh, key examples that, or the key traits of, of uh, personal branding that you just gave, I would say a third one is, is crucial and that's consistency. And I think it's a word that's thrown around like, like many, many times. And I think most people, I would say, including myself until recently understood that wrongly uh, it, because it's not about being perfect and never missing a day, but it's about getting back on track as soon as possible. And especially with like this content game and this brand building game, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's crucial because you want to stick around long enough for your audience to see that you're credible and to build trust with them. And that's not done with like, um, like, for example, I see people like going out of the bed and, and in, in 30 days, they create like every piece of content and then they fade away. No, no one remembers their name, but the person that showed up with one piece of content every day for 365 days, those are all the people that actually grow their brand and the people that are remembered. So start small, start with something you can commit to for 30 days, then increase that to the 60 days. And then like, Hey, I'm going to do this for whatever time, but don't be too hard on yourself. If you miss a day, because we're all humans, we're all going to fuck up. We're all going to days that we don't feel like it. And yeah, it's sure you lost your streak, but yeah, you didn't die. So get back on track as soon as possible. The algorithm uh, will send us to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too, but, but I think that we end up in the right, the, the same place again, like, okay, respawn. So yeah, I think that that's basically it. And I would say that, um, because I speak to a lot of like creators on like free brand calls that I do. And often they have this image in their head that everything needs to be perfect. The stars needs to be aligned, et cetera, et cetera. They have to do a website and this and that and that, and all those things they prevent them from the, the most important thing. And that's get fucking started. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, just start with the thing you want to do, which problem you want to solve. Even if it's one piece of content today, tomorrow you're going to repeat it. Leave the website apart, leave this apart, leave the newsletter, the, the everything. It will come. Just start on building this habit of showing up. I think that's the, the key thing about like, like building a brand is build a habit of showing up. Also on the days you don't feel like it. And trust me, 30 days from, from now, if you start showing up every day with engaging with the people that are doing what you want to do at some point and you create content that at least help one person that day, I think you're, you're nailing it. It's like any habit, really. 
Yeah, when you think about that, it's and it just shows that, like yeah. it's 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 in theory so simple, and everyone knows that it's just a matter of doing it, showing up when you don't want to. Hey, uh, yeah, it's simple, but no, that doesn't make it easy. Mm. But uh, I would say that's that's too big of a, of, a, of a of a topic to dive in right now. But having the right systems for yourself in place that allows you to show up on those days that you feel shit, that's definitely uh, doable. So just like I said commit to a format that you like doing so for me it's writing for you it's making videos so okay then you're already like half the battle because you're doing something you like okay yeah instead of you trying to write and me trying to video uh or to to, to record a video and to edit it of course there is value in it but it takes me much more effort the same for you to do that so yeah stick to especially in Linux, stick to something that you're comfortable with because that's how you grow confidence and at some point you're like okay i got this skill what's next but it all starts with starting. I think there's also something there's also something to say about just putting out stuff that you love, like that you're passionate about. I feel like, and I, I mean, not just like, yeah, well, because you like it, it will work. Like, I don't think it is that simple, but in a way, I mean, if people feel the energy, like the energy does spread, right? I know, you know that's perhaps a little bit spiritual in a sense, but it does, it, it just does. Like if you say, if, if, you know, if you're passionate about, if you're really passionate about making coffee and you make a coffee, people notice that like people just notice that and they it, it does sort of shine through and you know perhaps it's a little bit more difficult online but i feel like the more people do it you know and this is someone who's who's, who's not there i'm not gonna i'm not trying to say that i am a professional by any means in that but i just started to realize that and just as we talk and i'm processing what you say it just becomes so clear like if you just yeah as you said like solve a problem like and have a clear problem that you want to solve you know be consistent let your personality out because your personality is probably going to deliver automatically the stuff that you love. So yeah, it's, it's a really, really interesting topic because it, it can, it can go in so many different directions because as, as we said at the start, like we, we are essentially digital companies, whether we like it or not, you have to be online and you just have to kind of adapt. You either adapt or you fall away. So I, I really appreciate your insight, man. Um, obviously, it's really good to catch up again and actually record a session of ours. And just to, for everyone listening, it's just also really, really great, you know, to have your expertise here for 45 minutes or so. And also just to be able to sort of knuckle down and then simplify everything and, and deliver that in a, in a little summarized package. So much appreciated. Have a lovely day. And we'll be in touch, my man. Yeah, thanks, uh, John Boy, for uh, hosting me. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. And uh, say goodbye to those dogs. I hope they never come back. <laughs> I have to, uh, yeah, make some efforts to do that. <laughs> All good, man. Right. Have a lovely day, yeah, mate. The Between Two Lines podcast, talking about performance, life, and everything in between. Featuring your hosts, Johnny Stahl and Ash Hamilton. Ash Hamilton.